Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. President Biden is rolling out the red carpet for Indian Prime Minister Modi. A full state visit today at the White House, starting with a lavish welcome ceremony on the South Lawn. The two leaders will then sit down one-on-one in the Oval Office, where they will discuss trade, climate, space, and economic issues. The president and prime minister will deliver remarks and take questions from reporters. Tonight, a state dinner in Modi's honor under a tent on the South Lawn. Administration officials say the visit is meant to strengthen the U.S.-India partnership, which they call one of the most important of this century. A state dinner for the country that is almost single-handedly keeping Russia alive by continuing to buy gas for them. That is the reality. That is the reality of the world. And that's why Joe Biden saying we'll make Saudi Arabia pariah was such a stupid, stupid thing to say years ago. I would agree. I would agree. This is realpolitik writ large and in living color so everybody can understand it. India is involved with a number of things that are absolutely loathsome, including propping up Russia so it can continue to kill, rape, and torture Ukraine. Um, At the same time, though, we're part of that loose affiliation, the Quad, with India. India does a tremendous amount of trade with China and does never, never criticizes China on human rights or anything else. And yet, they've had that border dispute where they've beaten the hell out of each other and killing each other. And, and India has made every signal that while they're not going to get into a, a bed exclusively with us, they're not going to do it with China either. So we, we roll out the red carpet and have the state dinner and the rest of it just to keep them from going too far 
in the other direction. And demographically, India is going to continue to be a billion plus people and be the biggest country in the world for quite some time and surpass China by a lot. They're going to be double China by like the end of the century, according mm-hmm. to the demographics, because China's shrinking. Well, and India's economy is growing in leaps and bounds. Their manufacturing capacity is probably going to be a huge story in the next 25 years um, as as the decoupling from China continues, I, I would guess. Uh, so anyway, you cannot ignore India. You can not. But this Narendra Modi fellow who's visiting, who the president is hugging and vetting and, and fetting and, and celebrating. Jai Ho! Um, dinner table events. That's right. Good. Both uh, both good references. You know what? Where, where did that go? I have an article on uh, Modi and the fact that a lot of big time Indian politicians, they're single. They never get married because the story is the country is my family. Every breath I take, every move you make, et cetera, et cetera, is for the country, not for a family. Which is interesting because in India they have huge family ties and arranged marriages and the rest of it. It's all about family. Anyway, I thought that was quirky. Anyway, uh, some information on Modi. This is from one editorial from a uh, professor, of an Indian-American who studies India. Mr. Modi's subtle consolidation of power is entrenching a Hindu supremacy on India's constitutionally secular democracy and creating impunity for right-wing vigilante supporters attacking mosques and Christian churches, harassing interfaith couples, and even lynching men accused of transporting beef. The state is seen as increasingly partisan in how it doles out justice. He's moving it toward a one-party autocracy. The world's soon-to-be biggest country, which is trouble. Jai-ho, indeed. That is troubling. Lynching men who transport beef? That's because of the whole sacred cow thing? Exactly. Exactly. Then there's this, just back to the realpolitik. Um, uh, They get into India and the U.S. wrangling over Iranian and Venezuelan oil. Um, In May, India... Oh, they... uh, India is working actively to bring Iran into the Shanghai Cooperative Organization, a multilateral forum created by Russia and China. So India is in bed with Russia and China and is saying, hey, let's have Iran leap in here, too. So uh, I'll give you an example of their politics. In May, India fo- uh, hosted foreign ministers, etc., uh, among border tensions with China and continuing antagonism with Pakistan. A fortnight later, that's a term I don't use nearly enough. What is that, two weeks, a fortnight? Yes, it's funny. My kids and I have been into that recently for some reason, using the term fortnight about things. Well, uh, a couple of weeks later, unapologetic about the seeming contradiction, Modi and President Biden were hugging and laughing for the cameras at the meeting of the Quad, a loose security partnership that includes Australia and Japan. So in bed with Russia, China, and Iran, one moment laughing and hugging with our president the next. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then they go into the the tensions. Uh, even so, it's the romance of shared values that is bringing the two countries together. I'm sorry, it's not the romance of shared value. I thought, wait a second, what kind of sense is that? My apologies. Uh, it's the reality check of geopolitics. India will agree that there is a strategic and urgent need to contain the spread of China, which is already throwing money at smaller countries in South Asia, Nepal, Sri Lanka, Bhutan, to buy influence. China is also flexing its muscles in the Indian Ocean. You got to quit. Yeah, you got to quit just making up country names. I thought I could slip them by you. Mm-hmm. Sorry, 
Sorry. Anyway, uh, China's also flexing its muscles in the Indian Ocean, New Delhi's strategic backyard, and the broader Indo-Pacific region. India doesn't like that. But let's not confuse strategic cooperation for a long-term alliance. In a multipolar world, India will look to be a pole, not an exclusive partner. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Shifting alliances, man. Grow up! Yeah! Grow up and smell the curry! I don't really know much about the whole sacred cow thing. That's a religious thing for Hindus. Hindus. Mm-hmm. And they actually, I mean, the cow's not, I'm not trying to be disrespectful or flip, really. Um, but the cow is not their god. It's just part of the whole thing. It's like, if you're like, a, uh, it's like uh, observant Jews in kosher food or you know, I, I've never taken a, a significant class or read a significant book on Hinduism. I don't know that much about it. All I know is the cow is sacred. Okay. Um, Aren't cats sacred somewhere or other? What? I don't know. For teenage girls? <laughs> so we got this text. I don't know what it means before we take a break. And then we've got MAGA on MAGA verbal violence. Oh, no. One of the biggest MAGA... Women in America called one of the other biggest MAGA women in America an LB, a little bitch. And oh. everyone knows it. On the, oh. on the House floor yesterday. Oh, I can no. read you the transcript. Oh, boy, you got this text, and I'm not sure what it means. For the most part, you guys are entertainers, not influencers. Jack, you're never going to get that amazing deal on a house, so give it up and make your move. What does that mean? Well, that was such an odd mix of... Like comment and insult and economics, I don't know. Is or is that person schizophrenic? <laughs> I don't know. I did. I did. I didn't even know if it was an insult. Read, read that again. For the most part, you guys are entertainers, not influencers. Is okay, that whatever sh- that means? Yeah, exactly. girls with big boobs are called influencers. Well, so I, don't I don't know. What that well, I don't. Is that a shot? I want to. There's a bunch of influencers making gazillions of dollars a year. Can I be one of those? Where do I sign up? Is that an, an insult? But then it um, segues to real estate, oddly. Or entertainers. Entertainers are make a lot of... I don't know. Yeah, but you're an entertainer, you're never, not an influencer. You're never going to get that amazing deal on a house, so give it up and make your move. And if I were an entertainer as opposed to... A, if I were an influencer instead of an entertainer, <laughs> I'd get then a better wait mortgage. wait it out, baby. I'd wait get a, it out. I'd get a better mortgage rate. <laughs> I don't understand that as an insult. You seen the Kardashians' house? That's what I'm saying. Right. Wait it out. There you go. Uh, so we got a number of things to talk about. There is actual fallout from Joe Biden calling G a dictator the other day and claiming that he doesn't have any idea what's going on in his own country. Off the yeah, cuff. that balloon got blown off course. He didn't. He didn't know about it. That's it, embarrassing for a dictator. It would seem that. Joe Biden said that at a fundraiser, thinking it was the year 1970 when things you said at a fundraiser couldn't get out or something. Yeah. Yeah. There's more to it, too. It was a really bad thing to do. Why did he? Hey, they bashed Trump when he did things like this. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So lots on the way. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If Adam Schiff has a shred of human decency left, he would resign from Congress in disgrace. His tombstone should read of his failed career in Congress and should be one word, liar. I yield back. There you go. That's Lauren Bobbert. Whoa! Uh, His tombstone should say liar, she said about Adam Schiff. I think Congress is operating at its lowest level of dignity 
in uh, a very, very, very long time. And everyone knows it. That's a good point. Uh, Since uh, the canings of the 1850s, 60s. Maybe this is just what you have when it's basically tied, Republican and Democrat. Maybe that's what happens. I don't know, but. It's not good, um, um, and I hate Adam Schiff, but it just it's not good all the way around if you followed the story yesterday. Here's a more entertaining part of it, though. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene called fellow Republican and MAGA girl Lauren Boebert, the girl you just heard there, the woman you just heard there. Um, well, I'll read the The quote. non-man. I'm sorry. According to Johns Hopkins, she's a non-man. Called her a bad word during a heated argument. There's not audio. It was caught on C-SPAN cameras. You can see them discussing. And then people who are close enough to hear um, told reporters. Marjorie Taylor Greene reportedly called Bobert a, a little B during a heated argument. The face-to-face confrontation caught on C-SPAN over dueling resolutions both lawmakers had put forward to impeach President Biden. So they both they both wanted to be the hero of the day. I put forward a resolution to impeach the president, which was never going to go anywhere. But you get a lot of credit for having tried in certain circles and, and uh, fundraise off of it. Yeah. And so Marjorie Taylor Greene put one out. Then Lauren Bobert put one out. It's like, why? Uh, why did you do that? I mean. Uh, I've donated to you, I've defended you, but you've been nothing but a little bitch to me, Green reportedly told Bobert. And you copied my articles of impeachment after I asked you to co-sponsor them. After Green cursed her colleague out, Bobert responded by shrugging her shoulders and saying, Okay, Marjorie, we're through. We were never together, Green reportedly shot back as Bobert turned her back and walked away. Boy, that is so high school cheerleaders. I mean, you got the one attractive blonde cheerleader, the other attractive brown-haired cheerleader, they're frenemies, now it's broken apart. The back and forth was sparked after Boebert leveraged a procedural tool to fast-track a vote on her resolution to impeach Biden before uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's could hit the floor. So she was like, you gotta get it out there first. Just like a little biatch will. I've donated to you. I've defended you. you but you've been nothing but a little bitch to me. Oh, man. Oh. Things are not going well when that happens. That is not very uh, courtly talk. <laughs> that is not, you know, uh, Jefferson and Adams disagreeing. <laughs> no, it is not. No, it is not. Okay, Marjorie, we're through. We were never together, and everyone knows it. Green shot back. Oh, boy. You're a little bee, and everyone knows it. <laughs> oh. Damn, the the f- son of a bitch! What? What? That, that, you swear can't jar? Use, you can't use a swear jar. I'm reading a transcript from the House floor. All right, that doesn't count, I guess. doesn't count. Yeah. And, and everyone yeah. knows it. Wow. And Check everyone role, knows Michael. it. Mm. Slow your roll, sir. Anyway, I found that entertaining. Yeah, boy. It is entertaining. It's very entertaining. Until you consider that the Congress is supposed to be the preeminent branch of government in our system. The executive just exists to execute what Congress decides. Now, of course, that's been turned on its head, and the president has way, way too much power. Having said that, though, the fact that our Congress is the way it is these days, it's not good. Right. Um, so uh, I was looking up at the TV, and their, uh, Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State, was trying to clean up the whole dictator comment from Joe Biden. What's the latest on that? You said it's worse than I thought. So Joe Biden's at a fundraiser in San Francisco and, and talks about 
she being a dictator and having no idea the balloon was going over and dictators hate it when they don't know what's going on and China shot back that that was uh, repulsive language and divisive and that sort of thing, which I got to think she actually didn't like him saying, claiming he well, doesn't know what's going on in his own country. I think the key phrase would be easy to, dis- to, to miss, too. The Chinese government said, and I don't have it in front of me, something to the effect of this was a serious breach of diplomatic protocols because when Blinken was in China, they had very secret discussions that they agreed they wouldn't publicize that look... She said, with the balloon, it got blown off course. I didn't know it was there. We're not going to talk about this, but it was not intended, blah, blah, blah. And then Biden shut off, shot off his mouth and disclosed it at a fundraiser. And then I really suspect that's the main issue. You think that's what happened or know what that, that's what happened? Well, I think that's what happened. So she said that and then we pretended we believed him. Is that what happened? We pretended that's true because I don't think that's true. You think the balloon got blown off course and accidentally went straight across the country over our military bases? No, I find that ridiculous, honestly. Uh, but I wasn't at the meeting. I don't know everything that was said and the way it was said. But I just thought it was it was really interesting that the Chinese government said it was a serious breach of diplomatic but, uh, procedures. But sometimes, I think everybody's done this in our, their lives with whoever. Uh, relationships, bosses, kids, whatever. Sometimes you know something's a lie, but you allow people to say their lie and you pretend you're buying it for reasons of diplomacy. Just let it go. You just let it go. So we might have done that, which I'm not sure is a good idea, but we might have done that. And then Joe Biden shoots off with that comment that ends up Mm -hmm. going public. Or you're right. And uh, and according to all reporting inside the inside the, the State Department and the White House, they're horrified at what Biden said. It wasn't a a strategy it wasn't planned it wasn't on purpose it was just him shooting his mouth off like he does at fundraisers because he hasn't caught on to the fact that in the year 2023 everything you say everywhere goes around the world right and he's a senile old fool (laughs) so even if he were acutely aware that it's 1973 um yeah he'd still be prone to that sort of thing now i will tell you this the queen man I think, man, he's a senile old fool and a great threat to national and international security. Having said that, the Chinese are angry. The Chinese woke up angry. The Chinese were angry yesterday. The Chinese will be angry tomorrow. Uh, you know, I'm not uh, some sort of China, uh, soft on China, don't hurt their feelings guy. Uh, both can be true. China's pissed off anyway, and Biden's a senile old fool. Coming up next segment. Big hearing in front of Congress about transgender athletes and the forces and witnesses of sanity and preserving women's sports and protecting women beat the trans crowd representatives like a man beats a woman in the pool, ironically enough, by many lengths. And we've got some great audio for you. Wow. Okay. And the mainstream media coverage of it is a little different than what I think you're going to have. Um, if you miss an hour of this show, we do four. Grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. They ran out of air at 7 o'clock Eastern this morning. So keep that in mind with any news coverage you take in today. Of the Titanic submersible. Yes, indeed. Yes, if you didn't uh, pick up on what I was talking about, you don't care. So (laughs) that was my thinking. (laughs) But uh, yeah, Yeah. that's what happened there. I got to read this whole story. Target slapped by Democrat attorneys general for dropping Pride Month items. Yeah, I saw that story. A coalition of 15 Democratic attorneys general told Target that pulling Pride products over safety concerns represents a setback, blah, blah, blah. I'll have to read that whole story. All right, Target lost however many billions of dollars. Here's a here's a good question for you. What the hell does that have to do with you, right. Democratic Attorney General? No kidding. 
How's an attorney? Just an activist group. Don't use your your title to give this some sort of gravitas. You're just lefties whining. How does an attorney general get involved in what kind of swimsuits Target has? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of uh, gender-bending madness and uh, a lack of oxygen, whenever you uh, have an opportunity to debate or compare notes with a lot of these uh, trans activist types who want men competing in women's sports, for instance, the arguments are just not even close to matching in strength. They are the, the radical queer theory folks are defeated like a woman is defeated by a man in the pool by many, many lengths. And there was a hearing in Congress, well, in the Senate, actually, yesterday, about uh, protecting women's sports and that sort of thing. And we have uh, several pieces of audio. That's what you say it was about, protecting women's sports. That's not what Good Morning America said it was about. Do tell. Their headline was transgender transgender sports, the legislative threats they face. Wow. Implying, of course, that it's, you know, something awful, threatening and awful. Wow. So it's my point of view, honestly, that the radicals, most of the radicals, understand they hardly have an argument. They are just trying to erase the differences between men and women. And what they really want is for you to say, a man is a woman. Freedom is slavery. Black is white. War is peace. Now tell me what else I should say. That's what that's their goal. Well, we saw the polling the other day. Overwhelming majorities of people of different ages and all education groups except for postgraduates think women participating in men participating in women's sports is ridiculous. But still, Good Morning America goes with the threats they face from legislation. And to your theory, which I thought was great, when the entirety of the mainstream media is reporting like that, there's got to be a significant percentage of Americans who would like to answer that uh, poll by saying, no, I don't think it's right, but they're afraid to because they have no idea that they're in the vast majority and they don't have uh, courage to, to go along with their convictions, which is fine. Not everybody does. Anyway, having said that, this is Senator John Kennedy, who's not in his... Uh, a uh, lovable, quirky, southern guy mode, but actually is serious senator mode. And Kelly Robinson, you've heard of the Human Rights Campaign? This is that far-left organization that promotes radical queer theory and that sort of thing. And he is questioning her in a serious uh, fashion about uh, men, biological men, competing in women's sports. 60, Michael. Do males have an advantage over females biologically in sports? Again, I'm not a physician, and I, I can't speak to that. What's your real-world experience? Um, it depends. So they're you taller than some that, women and some that are shorter. You don't believe that a biological male has a physical advantage in sports over a biological female? Not as a, a definitive statement. Okay, let's so, uh, question so her. basically saying not always? Okay, fine. Well, okay, so you have a a man with a spinal cord injury who can't outrun a high school girl. That doesn't prove anything. Well, some of the college swimmer babysitters I have, I'm sure, can outrun me, but that doesn't mean anything. 
No, no, indeed. What an idiotic answer. Well, let's let's put idiotic up against plain common sense. This next clip is my favorite one of the year. It's uh, once again, John Kennedy and the Kelly Robinson person and the fabulous Riley Gaines, the woman swimmer who's standing up for women's sports. Give me an example. Well, no, I, I don't think. How many female members of the NBA do you see? Well, I can say that, you know, there's been this news article about men that think that they could beat Serena Williams in tennis, right? That they think that they could actually score a point on her. Um, and it's just not the case. She is stronger I mean, James, than that. What's your experience, Ben? Male, female. Both Serena and Venus lost to the 203rd ranked male tennis player, which they're phenoms for women. Um, my experience, my husband, he swam at University of Kentucky as well. In terms of accolades and in terms of national ranking, I was a much better swimmer than him. Um, he could kick my butt any day of the week without trying. That's the reality. That's the reality. So because average tennis player dudes couldn't beat the world's greatest female tennis player of all time, that proves something? But as she pointed out, the 200 and some ranked male players did. That's just this. There is no argument. That's why I keep coming back to. I think the purpose here is to get you to state the opposite of what you know to be true as an act of submission, because from the perspective of logic and evidence, there's no argument here. There's none. High school boys teams beat elite women's college soccer teams uniformly. It almost always ends the same way. That's the end of the discussion. Anybody sane can see that. I don't think it's about what they say it's about. I think it's about submission. Having said that, as this bizarre reality plays out, Riley Gaines uh, went on at the hearing Uh, talking about what the women swimmers were forced to face with the Leah Thomas episode. And I have more on that in a minute, but Riley Gaines, first of all, 63. In addition to being forced to give up our awards and our titles and our opportunities, the NCAA forced me and my female swimmers to swim to share a locker room with Thomas, a six foot four, 22 year old male equipped with and exposing male genitalia. Let me be clear about this. We were not forewarned we would be sharing a locker room. No one asked for our consent, and we did not give our consent. That is so crazy that that happened. A six-foot-four-inch male, penis and testicles, in the locker room, and those women were forced to say, that's a woman. Do you see my point I'm trying to make? Or I'm not bothered by the fact that there's a young, naked man walking around me in the locker room. That's crazy. I mean, I don't. Has there ever been an example of denying reality at this level? This Justin is Orwell. the this is the all timer. Next. Wow. Clip, and I'll I'll set the scene. A swimming locker room is not a place of modesty. You're undressing. You're fully exposed. And we were forced to take off our swimsuit in front of a man who was doing the exact same thing. If nothing else, I truly hope how you can see this is a violation of our right to privacy. And how some of us have felt uncomfortable, embarrassed, and even traumatized by this experience. And so in a world where there are men who lost their careers because they asked a woman out who they worked with. Right. Feminists haven't come to the defense of like college girls like this who are, who are forced to have a, 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 a male penis right next to them in the locker room. 
Wow. How, how are the feminists not standing up for these women? It's It's got to be that whole cabal of, well, the radical queer theory people are on the left, and I'm on the left, so I feel like I can't criticize them. I have a feeling the utter illogic and and obscenity of that silence will wear away. I think feminists will wake up at some point. I'm astonished and sickened that they haven't yet. And I know some of you have, and, and congratulations. Um, there's one more clip of Riley Gaines. This is her doing an interview talking more about the topic. 65, Michael. I walked out of the locker room and I asked one of the officials on the pool deck. I said, what are the guidelines that allowed this man into our locker room? And so nonchalantly, he said back, oh, well, we actually got around this by making the locker rooms unisex. And so I'm thinking to myself in these moments of him saying this, first and foremost, he just admitted this is a man by acknowledging how he had to change the rules to allow him into our locker rooms. And secondly, unisex. So any man could have walked into that locker room, any coach, any official, any parent, any pervert who wanted to walk into that locker room would have had full access to and bare minimum. We weren't even told this was the arrangement. That That is what they were doing. That is how they were trying to normalize the situation. Outside NCAA, of, you people are cowards. Outside of certain areas of San Francisco, um, unisex locker rooms are never going to be a thing. No. No. And what a dodge. Yeah, we got around it by making it a unisex locker room. He says to the college girl, and apologies, women, I've raised two two girls. You're in college. You're becoming a woman, but in a lot of ways, you're still a girl. Anyway, so this college girl says there's a grown man, fully intact, sharing our locker room. What gives? And he says, yeah, we got around it by calling it unisex. Not saying, I'm sorry, they forced me to do this, or we don't know what to do, or the activists are going to ruin us. No, explaining the technicalities. I'm sure that was very comforting to Ms. Gaines and her teammates. Wow. Outrageous. That is so crazy. And so then the, then, then this headline is even more amazing that Good Morning America went with the legislative threats transgender face in sports. Wow, they're talking about rules trying to preserve women's sports. One more item from the Riley Gaines uh, catalog. Uh, She has become aware that uh, members of the Harvard swim team that had a transgender athlete on there were apparently given a letter about transgender athlete Leah Thomas's involvement in the sport. Uh, Gaines was made aware of the letter, which reads, the conversations, and try to uh, kind of sort of remember the wording, because Riley Gaines responds to it brilliantly. Uh, the conversations and controversy surrounding Leah have been challenging to read. In particular, they focus on what is fair and what is ethical. Regardless of your personal stance, Leah has been incredibly transparent and is abiding by all NCAA rules. That is a fact. Having watched Skylar Baylor's transition firsthand, I can tell you that if it wasn't for the support of the teams, he may not be here today. I think they mean she, right? Life is more important than politics. While we will never tell you what to do or what to believe, it doesn't benefit our team from winning a championship if we Spend our collective energy getting annoyed or frustrated. Let the NCAA figure out their next steps, etc., etc. Riley Gaines said, uh, here, let me translate that. 
Quote, let me divert your attention from inherently feeling like something is wrong by asking you to focus on how great Leah has been. Let me emotionally blackmail you into accepting mistreatment because otherwise you are complicit in a potential suicide. Ah. Exchanging your fair treatment for someone else's benefit, a male in this case, is a justifiable cause. And the fair treatment of women is just politics anyway. And while we won't tell you what to do, we're telling you it is a bad choice to fight this. Let the men in charge at the NCAA decide your fate. Immerse your thoughts and feelings into something else to ignore the obvious injustice you face. Let other people decide if you are worthy of fair competition without your voice or input. Oh, and finally, don't talk. Boy, if she wrote that herself, she's brilliant. That, she is. That whole and the thing, misogyny of it is just sickening. That whole thing about um, emotional blackmailing over you being complicit in their suicide, that's great. Yeah, best not to say anything. If everybody hadn't been quiet, they might be dead now. That is unfreaking believable. And the vast majority of Americans agree with us. And yet, the legacy media, education, entertainment are all on the other side of this. Sickening. Wow, does this continue or or not? I don't know. It can't. It Don't let it. Don't let them force you to call a man a woman. For instance, to whatever extent you can resist, please resist, friends. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I went to the dentist for the first time in four years today. I knew I had to get my wisdom teeth out. What I didn't know was that I had five cavities, I'm close to a stage of oral cancer, and that my gums are diseased. Teeth are as biologically white as possible. The only reason why they might not be whiter than they are now is because I vape. My teeth are chipping because I vape. Told I have to quit nicotine within the year or else my teeth are going to start falling out. So vaping's bad for your teeth? I didn't know that. Apparently. Okay. She sounded awfully young to have her, her teeth and gums all rotten. Right. So AI is going to take over the world and uh, ruin humanity. Um, an extinction level event. Who said that recently? We talked about that. Somebody did. Yeah, somebody important. Yeah. Anyway, robots are learning by watching how-to videos that could soon do all your chores. This is something new. So for years, it has been a challenge, the idea of trying to program robots that could do dishes, fold laundry, you know, really do a good job of vacuuming your house, that sort of thing. Just really, really hard to program for all kinds of, I think, obvious reasons, if you think about it for a second. It's just there's a lot of complex decisions to make. Um. With 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 taking laundry out of the dryer and folding it and putting it away or all kinds of different things. But what AI has allowed to happen is they have the robot watch how-to videos, just like we might watch how-to videos. They learn from the videos, and then they can do the tasks, as opposed to you try to program it to do the task. I'm not going to lie. That's a little terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. But you can see how that's a completely different thing. Sure. Than programming it to go... 10 feet, then turn left, then come back, or, you know, thinking about vacuuming or whatever, as opposed to it watches and picks up all the nuances of it in ways that you might not even completely understand. And, um, 
Well, sure, it's the it. difference between watching something and reading a description of it. Well, it actually would be the human way. It's the way your yeah. kids learn to vacuum by watching you vacuum or... I swear, it, it reminds me of our relationship with China. There's going to be a brief period where we think, hey, these AI robots are our friends. And then their true intentions will become clear and we'll be chained to the walls of warehouses where they harvest our vital fluids. They teach the robot how to interact with an object. The team applied the concept of affordances, which I started to read about and lost my way on what affordances <laughs> means in terms yep. of programming and that sort of thing i guess it would mean you need to afford for all these different contingencies that happen and there are thousands of them when you just are you know got a load of laundry that still feels wet i'm gonna put that back in uh mm-hmm. oh i think that shrank i guess he can't wear that anymore i mean there's so many decisions that are made well what's the difference between folding a bath towel a, a hand towel and a washcloth how do you program all of that in recognize the size of the towel then do it in thirds yeah. and half blah, 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 blah. i'm sure i'm still skeptical of when they'll be able to get to a simple task like folding laundry or or how, how about this uh you're you're going through the laundry i did this last night oh that's right he's got a, a school thing thursday he'll want to wear this shirt i mean how do you possible how does a robot ever have all that knowledge but, well, and I'm telling you, that is going to be a momentary way station on the road to pulling our arms out of the socket and beating us with the bloody stumps. Oh, yeah. It might fold the laundry or fold your dog by accident. <laughs> but, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, yeah, they're going to be our servants for about a cup of coffee. Then the roles are going to change. I'm telling you. It's really interesting, though, that they're learning by watching other humans, either in person or on YouTube videos. And that's completely different than programming. Okay, so I get that. Then you got to leap to the next part of, okay, so assuming that within a couple of years, this technology will work and be affordable. So now I'm not doing laundry or dishes or vacuuming, so I can not go to my job that I no longer have because of AI? What are we going to be doing with ourselves? So I don't need to do laundry, dishes, or vacuum, and I don't have a job. What exactly will human beings be doing all the time? Perhaps now is the right time to get yourself a paperback copy of Brave New World by Aldous Huxley, in which humans are drugged and kept obedient through pleasure. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on fentanyl watching Netflix shows. What else am I going to do with my life? Can I do scotch instead of fentanyl? Well, sure. How locked in are these guidelines? <laughs> no wow. job and no tasks to perform. Okay. So yesterday when we were talking about the cataclysmic drop in test scores among American students, especially in math, we left out one of the worst aspects of it. We'll get to that next hour, plus some cheerier infotainment. Awesome. If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 